It's noon, bitch! Welcome to Tim and Joel, we'll call it in the ring. Joel just said that to me, so I decided to shout it at all of you. A little bit of clipping, a little bit of stripping. No, 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 no stripping. Well, I'd like to thank you for absolutely destroying A, my ears, and B, our chance of hitting the YouTube algorithm this week, because I just had a whole conversation with someone about swearing and what it does to the algorithm. And right uh, off the hitch, you're like, ah, forget it. Let's just go. Look, man, the only way to reliably hit the YouTube algorithm is to pro promote white supremacy. And we're just not going to do that. Jeez. I know you want to lean that way, Joel, but I'm just I'm just not comfortable with it. Noon, noon Eastern was a big mistake. Noon on a Wednesday. Talking <laughs> we white supremacy and the problem of YouTube. We should have stuck with Sundays at midnight. It's safer. It's safer. Friends, it's our new time slot. Thanks for hanging out with us. <laughs> Tim and Joel call in the ring. We're now Wednesdays at noon Eastern. If you're live with us on YouTube, welcome. Sundays, we're still at noon Eastern. But I will tell you now, it's no longer Smack Pack. It's literally just the same show. It's all yeah. going to be Tim and Joel call in the ring. We're still going to talk about like the stuff we we're talked about We're ending the brand split, show. people. We're ending yes. the brand split. <laughs> the brand split didn't work for us. We're going we're gonna to do Smack Pack is now just Tim and Joel part two. It's going to be when we talk about the, the SmackDown and the, the Impact and the other stuff. And Dynamite, because we talk about Dynamite on Sundays now. Or so whatever we, we damn well please. Thank you very much. Well, I damn well please prefer you drop a like on the video if you're here with, live with us now. If you're listening to us on your audio podcast later, do me a favor. Five-star review. You know what it does? Gets me talking in your ear. And then it gets me talking in other people's ear because that five stars carries your, 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 your love of us. To other people. Tim, is Beth Phoenix fired from NXT? <laughs> no, I, I don't think so, but <laughs> she did she did tweet out a, a nice little like grainy photo <laughs> screen cap of the NXT logo when all those people got fired. <laughs> and, and then she was uh conspicuously not present <laughs> last night. I was told she's on vacation. Yeah, yeah, which is probably exactly what is happening. But I hope did. so. I the like timing it. did seem questionable. <laughs> yes, conspicuous by her absence, one Bethany Phoenix. <laughs> was, yeah, <laughs> I had questions, uh, but no, probably not. Uh, before before they went live, this tweet went around. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Tara, who's always at the shows, had tweeted out like the crowd. They, yeah. they go and they do yeah. the whole "We are NXT," and someone in the crowd we yells back, were "We NXT. were NXT." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good on them. That's fun. That's funny. Yeah, things are going great over in the NXT world. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many things. So we open up. It's Dakota Kai and Saray. Now it's supposed to be Ember Moon and Saray. But Ember Moon, as Fightful Select reported, was not cleared to wrestle before the show went live. So can't catch a do? break that one, man. So for some reason, they decided to put in the number one contender for <laughs> the women's championship, taking on a person, a woman that they have put a lot of stock into, have had uh, they put her on a winning streak and they could have easily put anyone else. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I thought it was fine. Like Saray can eat a loss. Like to to normal viewers who aren't, you know, obsessed with wrestling, I barely know who she is. And like, ooh, she's got a winning streak. Means she's not some slouch. 
Like she can eat one loss from the number one contender. Uh, and it was a good match. Like, you know, she had a, a ton of offense in it. So I, I was fine with that decision. I think it got it gave her a chance to showcase some stuff that she might not have been able to with like larger opponents. So I do agree. It was a yeah. really, really good match. There was a brutal submission from Saray on Dakota Kai where she like wrenched back in what looked like a scorpion deathlock slash sharpshooter and just wrenched all the way back onto the back of Dakota Kai. It was really cool. And then that bottom rope drop kick. Yeah. It keeps knocking the shite out of somebody. This week it was Kai. The week before it was Gigi Dolan or two weeks ago, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. kills me. It kills me. Either the selling is really good or she just lays it in. Either way, it's I, she can't not do it. It's really good. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Like, I don't I thought it was a good match. Good, good opening bout. Good replacement. Because, I, you know, like, whatever. Okay, you lose Ember Moon and you just you don't have a, a a match for matches sake right presumably that saray might have won i don't um but either way like you're building that number one contender now you know right you're showing she's still a dominant force etc she's been in raquel's shadow for a little while it makes sense to me i think they did a good yeah. job with that and and i see i i see people in the chat talking about you know twitter people saying that saray is buried it's not it obviously it's not and you and i just talked about it chill the f really, out nerds <laughs> like, i think really really what it is is that they could have had two separate matches for each of these women and put them both over that's my that's my only feeling saray could have had a really good match against say jc jane or but they're building her they, they could have found someone but of course their 200 person squad just got cut again so you know soon enough I, they're not gonna have enough people the idea yeah. here being Saray can keep winning on a separate path and Dakota Kai yeah. can keep winning on her path to go into takeover. It just it felt strange that they threw Dakota Kai into it because yeah, I know. Saray I, would have beat Ember Moon. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm, I don't I don't get why people are so every time someone needs to be like a strong competitor, they have to win every damn match. This is, it's just not true in reality either. Like, I don't, it's not believable. It's dumb. Like, then That's you get true. Goldberg. And, like, I get that everyone loved Asuka having her forever win streak. But, like, I didn't watch any of that. So, I, I don't care. Like, I'm indifferent. You can do that with people occasionally. If you do it with everyone, I I, I lose interest fast. So and we, We've said it here. You're only as good as your last match. Yeah, that's that's the reality of it. And it's the same thing with, I don't know, man. Like, Conor McGregor still keeps making bank and he can't win for shit anymore. So... <laughs> We're going to talk about only being as good as your last match in a minute because the number one contender for the NXT UK title had one hell of a night as well. We'll get to Ilya Dragunov and our feelings towards that, but let's yeah. keep it light. Dexter and Indy's first date. First of all, it's the comedy of old NXT. It's delightful. I enjoyed it. Uh, have you ever been asked by a parent if you have protection going on your first date? Oh, I don't think He's so. thinking about it. No. So funny story, and I've told this before. Uh, the day before I was moving to Toronto for school, my mother. No, it wasn't my mother. It was my dad. My dad comes to my my bedroom and I've packed up and I'm ready and I'm just hanging out. And he's just like very awkwardly. He's like, uh, listen, uh, do you um, do you uh, do you have uh, do you have protection? And I laugh. I laugh because I had just come off of a three month tour. <laughs> so i i felt that you think this is what's gonna do it eh? okay yeah. <laughs> I, laughed, I laughed so hard i empathize so hard with that segment let me tell you and then of course what are your intentions with indy coming from uh from johnny gargano over to dexter loomis i thought it was cute it was good they go to the, the italian restaurant and 
you know, the, the story is Dexter doesn't talk. So Indy yeah. does it. Yeah. And it was great. She's and she's, you come back and you're like, I love talking to you, Dexter. And you, you know, he might've talked. We weren't there. We didn't get That's to right. see. <laughs> what does Dexter say? What does Dexter say in this conversation with Indy? I don't Maybe perhaps he talks about art. He's an enthusiastic caricaturist. <laughs> Do you think he speaks in rhyme? Maybe Shakespearean prose? Uh, no, just cryptic vagisms. <laughs> you know, Ooh. like I imagine his speech pattern is similar to a, a ransom note made out of cut up magazines of, of the days of yore. You know, I can get behind that. I like yeah. the idea. And then at the end, of course, he takes the cake. Literally. Yeah. He took Johnny it right in the face. But Pelts good. him in the face. Whew. New match again. <laughs> I assume the next the next date between the two is going to be a double date. It's going yeah. to be Indian Dexter with Johnny and Candace. And it's going to be very awkward and very fun. It's going to lead to some sort of tag match. Makes sense. It's fine. It's fine it's, what a good time. Uh, good time. Go, good setups. Go. Good novel setups for matches. Love it. Yeah, it's a little it's it's easy. It's honestly, it's just easy, fun parts. Uh hit row, by the way. Really, really good segment. I enjoyed it. I still want to know why they're doing a fire in an oil container inside the of a shipping container. Oh, man. Good, good on their constitution for not passing out. <laughs> Real good lung support. But they're doing yeah. everything behind our backs. I like it. And then you steal the grill. So what do you do? And, and that's important to their culture, which I get. And then how do you get back at them? You steal a lucha mask, which is important to Legato's. Uh, that, that's their culture. I like that. And get booed by all of Florida for confusing reasons. So LA Knight's in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly have nothing. I, it's strange because you and I talked about this with um, with Hit Row and Legato. And I said one of these teams is going to have to turn. And yeah. my original feeling was Legato would be the ones to turn. And Hit Row would continue to be the heels. Despite the fact that Hit Row are very clearly <laughs> liked. They're, I don't think that their gimmick works as good guys i know it really I doesn't see, it's, a it, it's, feud. it's a weird feud it's a weird feud it's pandering if you're doing it if hit row is is the good guys and they're doing their gimmick yeah yeah i don't know i i, I think it's a bad choice to have them feud against legato because like legato is the one who steal like they steal something from them first so it's like mm-hmm. I, it doesn't and they're mocking hip-hop like it's just, it's dumb i don't i don't I, I think like they it. should have found something else. I like the two of them. I just don't think that it makes sense. Like, we we stand Tasma in this house. Yeah, same. I want them to do their own thing and hit road to do their own thing, and then we just maybe you know bring up some of the many many talented people, have them do Valid. things. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about L A LA night. Yeah. Okay. Good. I can do it now because it's noon on a on a, on a Wednesday. <laughs> uh, so he does the thing backstage where he's like, it's "Me and my butler." And then Mackenzie Mitchell's like, well, what about your butler? And he's like, ah, this is my butler. And then they go to the, to the ring. He defeats Lin-Manuel Miranda really quickly in a, in a squash match. It's Andre Chase. For those who are new to the show, welcome. Uh, and then here comes Ted DiBiase post-match. First of all, that suit has to go. I really don't like yeah, King Yeah, it wasn't suits. great. Yeah, not no. great. He, he looks like a, he just needed one of those safari hats, and he looks like an old-timey uh, safari guy. But Like Brian Fellows? Mm-hmm. You Who the hell is that? No, I'm gonna Google it. Hold on. Oh, it's 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 a it's SNL or Mad TV sketch. It was. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm Brian Fellows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah Tracy, Tracy right, Morgan. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. So Tebby DiBiase comes out in his ugly suit and he says uh, he's gonna he's gonna talk talk up Cameron Grimes, giving him the rub. He wants he wants Cameron Grimes to be the guy. He wants him to put up the thing. It looks like 
looks like he wants the million dollar belt put on the line again. So he says, LA Knight, you got to put that belt on the line. And LA Knight's like, no, I beat him twice, which is true. So what do they do next? They say, okay, fine. Ted DiBiase, if you lose, you be my butler. And first of all, I'm smiling from ear to ear because I really like this story. And I think it's ridiculous. It's been handled very, very well. They're making good use of this. Like, I think the two of them together has been excellent. DiBiase's doing well. Like, This is the one thing that I will say when we talk about the the AEW comparison to WWE. And we've discussed this on our show. We discuss this on other shows. The idea that AEW uses their legends as, uh, as props and not as wrestlers. Yeah. And they're there to enhance the talent that they're paired with. This is that. This is Ted DiBiase coming yeah, in to exactly. enhance the storyline between LA Knight and Cameron Grimes. And I like that. And that's the way it should be, in my opinion. So they made a match for TakeOver. It's Knight and Grimes 3 for the million dollar title. Presumably Grimes wins. And, TB- and DiBiase is no longer the butler. However, I kind of want to see Ted DiBiase the butler. Yeah, same. But like, I don't know. I feel like Grimes is going to win because had they had they said like, had they made DiBiase also be uh, LA Knight's butler so that they're both butlers at the same time, I thought that then there's a chance that they might go that way. But yeah, the fact that it's DiBiase instead of Grimes feels like Grimes going to win because like DiBiase ain't going to stick around forever, you know, so. I have a feeling uh, L.A. Knight will be main roster bound for SummerSlam, post-SummerSlam. He better be or else he's off the roster entirely. Have him, have him, L.A. Knight, come back and uh, come, come to SmackDown and, and, and buy up Baron Corbin. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Make Do Baron it Corbin the butler. Butler Corbin. Just recycle the entire storyline. Just doing it again. Nobody watches NXT, pal. That's how it works. At least that's Apparently how it Apparently based on the carrying cross reactions, yeah. <laughs> <gasps> Let's move on. So Gigi Dolan's in the back. She's cutting roses. You get it? Do you get it? She's cutting roses. Roses are roses like Mandy. Mandy Rose that she was with the week before. Because they're roses, Tim. Yeah, this is... A th- I don't really understand the entire... The, I, why... I still don't, I don't know. Why are they doing this? Why is Mandy Rose on NXT? Why, what a weird pairing. What is happening? So. Their story, Dana, this story has not been fleshed out. It's been like, uh-huh. Dana, like Mandy Rose just being around Gigi Dolan in the back. And like, you can't hear what she said. Like, I don't know. What's the, what? what? <laughs> it sounds like there was a decision made to split Mandy and Dana for reasons that haven't been officially announced yet but that people have kind of figured out through a snapchat that was posted and deleted by dana brooke (laughs) i'm not going to say it on the air because it's speculatory but it makes sense as to why they may have done it if it's true so well she comes out she calls out everybody (laughs) we'll tell you afterwards she's not going alone she's got manny scott jc jane and of course, she's got her Sweet Dreams ripoff theme. I know is, you love that theme. It is so blatant. It's brutal. <laughs> like, and then and they call attention to it via tweet, <laughs> like from official accounts. And it's like, oh, someone should sue you. But no one's gonna no one's gonna take ownership of Marilyn Manson right now. He's uh, excommunicado. So 
Universal might. Someone, whoever owns that theme might. It's come Universal. After them. It's Universal. So I don't. They own Interscope. So either way, know. I like GD Dolan's abdominal stretch bomb. Looks really yes. smooth. Looks yeah, good. yeah, look great. She's got a great, great look. Uh, I liked her weird lunatic promo cutting roses. She had some interesting like. I don't know. She reminds me of of weirdos I've met. <laughs> so believable she's, character. She's she's cutting roses. You get it? Roses. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, Are they she defeats fight? Amari Miller. That sounds weird. Anyway, Why not? yeah, cool. So she, she defeats Amari someone. Miller. Yeah. Uh, Undisputed finale. I like that they're calling it that. I also hate that they're calling it that because they just dumped one of them this week. Uh. Anyway, there's a lot of a lot of security around the ring. If you want to know who they are, it's on my Twitter. Yeah, They're doing I don't a care. Two out of three falls to match a takeover. I don't want to talk about Mr. Forward Roll, so let's just move on. <laughs> I don't. I just don't. I, listen, you know, you want to know who who was there? Bronson Rexiner was there. Sean Tan, Facing Wang, Drew Casper, uh, Matrick Belton, and the other, the Forward Roll friend. All so right. anyway, uh, blue blue emoji, or sorry, uh, purple devil emoji boy. So they're doing two out of three falls to takeover, Tim. Yep. Tell me if you've heard this one before. Yeah. <laughs> Fall number one is a wrestling match, straight up. That's what that's what Kyle O'Reilly wants because he wants to embarrass Adam Cole. And then street number, sorry, street fight is the match number two. And then William Regal, he he takes the mic and he's like, "If you two can't settle it in two, then we're gonna do wall game." Sorry, uh, steel cage is number three. Have you seen this match before? Yep. Like, and that's saying something. That that means it's in the recent past. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto, take over 2019. Go watch that match because it's the same two out of three falls. <laughs> yeah, it's because WWE really loves a formula nowadays, as many people have complained. Uh, yep. God forbid they try anything. It's because it's the devo- developmental, you know, they, they just have to do all of the tests. They have to pass the tests. And this is one of the tests. Maybe one day Johnny Kirk or uh, uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly might one day make the, the main roster. Maybe. I assume Adam Cole very shortly will be making the main roster, judging by the conversation. Well, if he passes this test, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's passed that test a long time ago. They're just ready for him to give up his, his Twitch. That's all it is. Yeah, considering he already wrestled this exact same match. <laughs> You think Tommaso Ciampa was pissed off at Timothy Thatcher because he said he wanted to feed, to to beat up Rich Holland? I cannot tell. It he was threw the chair. They always throw <laughs> chairs. They They're always the chair throw the chairs. It's fine. So I don't I don't know if that's a signifier of anger against his own teammate or a sign. Uh, it, it could just mean he's excited. Like it just it was very strange that suddenly Timothy was like, no, no, no. Mr. Champa, I want Ridge Hall. And then Champa just throws the chair, walks away, and Tommy smiles. I'm like, wait, what? Why? I think what they, are you upset I, about? I think they both want him. And again, throwing a chair for them is uh, a, an act of excitement, not uh, not not uh, anger. First of all, the only chair pervert I know of is Sean Spears. So mm. I'm sorry, Tommy and Timmy cannot be chair perverts as well. No, I mean these guys are chairphobic, right? Like they they repel chairs. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely throw them. Whereas whereas Sean Spear is is chairphilic. He he embraces the chair. He invites the chair. Is that yeah? Is that what we're going with? That's what we're going with. Chairphile right. versus chairphobe. <laughs> you know who's not a chairphobe? Imperium and MSK. 
Yeah, like a good anyway, set. <laughs> so they're going to have a match. They're going to have a match. Cool. I thought it would be a ladder match, but there's not going to be a ladder match at TakeOver. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Why? I was waiting for Why it. would it be a ladder match? Because it's TakeOver tradition. There's always a ladder match. There has been a ladder match for the last, like, 50 TakeOvers. And there's only been 36 TakeOvers. But if you look at the logo, it looks like there's a 35th TakeOver. But it's really 36 because whoever designed that logo is lazy as Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Maybe uh, Shawn Michaels is just done. He's just over it after this this last couple of weeks. You think he was like, "Ugh, all these releases, I don't want no, to do no any more ladders. More ladder no more ladders. I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood anymore." <laughs> Hunter goes over to him and puts a a consoling hand on his shoulder and says, "Sean, Sean, it's the way, and you know that we have to do this. <laughs> it's in the contract, Sean. Once a takeover, make the match." And Sean's like, "I can't. I lost my smile." And Hunter's like. You'll smile again when you see the ladder match. I promise, Sean. Anyway. Odyssey Jones, Trey Baxter. First of all, big ups to Trey Baxter because he worked around Odyssey Jones and looked really good doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Odyssey Jones is a big, big man. And his finish, by the way, is really cool. What did you think of that? I think he's great. I think he's he's got so much potential. Like... Yeah, you know, he gave the little I'm going to Disneyland speech basically at the end where he's like, ah, mama. <laughs> he really a- did. But you know what? The It got over because, you know, he's a big dude. He's got the charisma and I think he's going to do just fine. I think he has that that it factor. Yeah, I think so, too. Like you, you feel it much more interested he's, in him than Trey Baxter. <laughs> he's really he's also likable. good. Very good. But yeah, I know that the comparisons have been made to Mark Henry. For obvious reasons. Um, but I'm going to actually... I'm, I'm going to echo some of it in terms of his charisma. Yeah, I was about to say, like, again, I'll reiterate, as I've said many times on this show, my entire experience of Mark Henry was he that he was the big man who they just wouldn't give up on, who could not talk on a mic for the life of him. And I get he, he got there eventually, but it was like by that point I had stopped watching wrestling. <laughs> Because they wouldn't give up on him. But, like, yeah, I don't see... I, I see it in their physical appearance, but nothing else, right? Like, I, I don't know. I think I think Odyssey Jones is... It, compared to where Mark Henry was at this time in his career, much more athletic and much more uh, charismatic. Yeah, I think what we're, what we're comparing is Jones and Henry in 96. Yeah. So, Henry, when he first came in, and Odyssey Jones, when he first came in, they're on, they're on pretty... Like, it's pretty level. And I like that because, again, you you get better. And if he's on the same career trajectory as Mark Henry has been, who, you know, you can argue a Hall of Fame career. Yep. And has moved on and is doing commentary work and other work with AEW. That's big. And Odyssey Jones has that it factor. He's a big man who can talk and he's going to get better. Making him a fiery baby face to start off, perfect. Yeah, yeah. When he turns heel and becomes this mean dick of a man great i'm excited for that what i wasn't excited for was boa and drake maverick yeah i mean god it's a good thing they kept drake maverick around so that they had somebody to squash all the time but boa (sighs) yeah so first of all mei ying is now seconding boa instead of being in the chair she always had she's she's got a colorful mask now it's not just a dark face like i don't 
I think, yeah, she had kind of been using a bit more red, but now she's using yeah. yellow. I don't know. Maybe mm. there's lore in the tin shop. I, I literally don't care because they can't tell a story that has lore. <laughs> Everything needs to be right on the surface. <laughs> Zia Lee was not out for the match. I hope she's okay. Uh, obviously, she had that match with uh, with Raquel Gonzalez a couple weeks ago where she was, for all intents and purposes, knocked out, knocked down, but she was told said to be okay after the match regardless she wasn't there boa wins may ying uses the mist sure drake maverick is gonna flounder because his partner got released a few weeks yeah they had a good thing going and i like ah man they just really hate good things (laughs) yeah uh good thing though cross and joe prime target really quickly the the one thing that i found interesting and it plays into what i'm saying about cross winning that takeover match is he says he's going to kill what's left of the old NXT. Yep. And we know how Vince feels about the old NXT. We talked all about it on our Sunday midnight show. I think think Joe loses the match. I think two weeks later, after Kyle O'Reilly defeats Adam Cole in best two out of three, he challenges Cross again. He wins that title on NXT TV. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think it's going to be a pretty quick turnover, and then Cross is on the main roster to fight Jeff Hardy for some reason. <laughs> he'll, go, he'll go after Sheamus. No, Jeff our, Hardy. Our flashing buddy Sheamus. No, no, no. Jeff Hardy. Straight up, full-on full full on feud with pay-per-view match for some reason, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> now let's talk about the main event. Let's talk about Dragunov. Ivan Dragon, as we call him here. Mm. A Russian oligarch. Russian oligarch, yeah. So he comes in, he, he cuts a really good promo. And again, people people who are watching NXT US are probably not watching NXT UK. I can't no. blame them. It's sometimes it's the show is hard to find. No, it's not. People just don't really watch it. Either way, it's a good promo. Uh, he's, it's something about, you know, putting your words in your fists. Nice. I like it. Uh, and then Pete Dunne shows up, but I thought it would be Imperium. I wasn't shocked to see Pete Dunne, but I thought we would see Walter's cronies. You'd think... <laughs> What with them building a match at TakeOver. And then Dunn's like, I should be facing Valter. Okay, fine. That That's that's fair. So they make the match. It's Dunn and, and Dragunov. And the last time that they faced each other was Progress and Dunn won. So what do we do tonight? We've fi- we, I thought we were going to 50-50 years later. Yeah. I was certain that Dragon was going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very strange. Because then we do the match. First of all, it's a great match. So good. Really Very good match. good match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting them on like, a, on, go ahead yeah i mean yeah they, they just did hit hard they look great like i think those two have such chemistry together like takeover worthy match they gave it tons of time tons and tons of time and it was just it's about 13 minutes according yeah. to to the people oh man uh, it felt way longer but yeah it's good it was nice having Ilya on on nxt us tv wrestling a match before takeover because it's yep. a new audience for him we just talked about it and then walter comes out and he yeah. makes his appearance yeah Makes it feel bigger. I like that it at least makes the reality of, of Dragunov and, and Valter. It's happening. Yeah. And it's going to yeah, happen yeah. on the U.S. soil. Cool. Uh, it makes the it makes it all bigger. That's fine. And then they do a distraction finish. Yeah. Not. And like. Like I said, people don't need to win all the time. They definitely shouldn't lose leading into a, a match like that. That's like. I, I don't even care. That Valter then goes into the ring and tries to beat up Dragunov, and Dragunov fights him off. That you could have done that after Dragunov 
beats Pete Dunne, who's yeah. not even on the card it's, at TakeOver. No, and that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. Saray can lose because she has nothing going on right now. Like, Dunn can lose because he has nothing going on right now. Why are we doing that? And that's a good point. I didn't think about that with Saray. You're right. She's not on the card. She can take the L and that's yeah, going to be fine. Exactly. It's not, there's no build. There's no, it's nothing. She's just a presence right now. Like, she can take one L. Like, so can Dunn. Like, he's taken a lot of L's at times that he shouldn't have. I don't know why he gets this win now. It was a very strange finish. It, it should have been dragging up. It was a slam dunk, especially with him again, his first match on US TV going into a big takeover match. I don't know what they expected. And cutting a promo before, like, like earlier in the day, you know, he's being introduced to people and he's like this optimistic Russian comes out with what is that's an oxymoron by the way yeah it was strange it was very never i've never met a an optimistic russian in my life nor i I. so it was it like and he comes out with music that is very similar to the like the anthem of the federation and it's just like oh okay (laughs) this is how he's introduced to american audiences as a face optimistic russian who smiles um and then loses in his first match in front of an American audience, really. So. I see the chat talking about Pete Dunne's contract. I really think him winning was a part of him resigning. Not that he was like, I need to win. Yeah, I was about to say, is, he a, to is he a child? Like, no, is he I don't a think bad baby? Like, I really think it was one of those, like, he's, gonna, he's, he's resigning. So let's, you know, let's give him the win and make him look strong because he's resigning. Yeah. And more than <laughs> that, I don't think this was Pete Dunne being like, I have to win. I win all the time. It's not Kurt Angle in 96 meeting Vince yeah, McMahon yeah, for the first yeah, yeah. time. This was, this was Pete Dunne having had signed a contract being said, okay, fine. I'll sign the contract. And then they had him win as like a make him look strong thing. Who knows? Do we have to talk about Raw? It was fine. Yeah? It was fine. Like, here's the thing. I don't know. It's a low bar. Like, people were like... That's Some people were like, it's a, people were like, it's a, it's a good show. And it was like, yeah, it's good by raw standards, but it's a bad, boring show. Like it wasn't like, something noteworthy, noteworthy should happen every single week. Nothing noteworthy has happened in a month. Like it's a boring show. It's boring content. I mean, if you're into it, whatever, enjoy your boring garbage. It's just, it's not for me. Like it really isn't my Nothing happens. Like literally nothing happens. Nothing happens. Except That's like right. there's good wrestling. There's good wrestling every week. You are the, the most wealthy wrestling promotion, like established wrestling promotion. There better be good wrestling every week because you're hire you're supposedly hiring the best. So like that's that's a baseline. The wrestling has nothing to do with the caliber of the show, as far as I'm concerned. It's like, what are you doing to tell these stories and to to advance these matches and build these matches and build anticipation? And the answer to that is damn near nothing. Like right. So what's not damn near nothing is Bobby and MVP and MVP dismantling what chance? Yeah, that made the it was great. He just made that audience sound so like lame. <laughs> I love it. I want and then, Bobby. still be some people still trying to make it happen. They'd be like, what? At that point, they're Losers. just confused. They're just yeah. they're more confused than they are trolling. Uh, Bobby versus Sunberg. That's the match I want to see. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he called out Sunberg. Gage. He called out Goldberg. And Intense Bobby is the best Bobby. So let's move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, good. Uh, nothing. Fine segment advanced the story not at all other than except yeah unless gage is getting involved 
like, he's going to hit a 619 on Bobby. <laughs> In reality, everyone is Ray Mysterio's son. That's right. I picked the wrong kid, but I picked the right move. Uh, Nikki almost a super champion versus Rhea Ripley. First of all, we have to stop being able to call this every single week. Because I posted the clip when they announced the match. And I said, on the show last week, I said, I looked at the calendar and I gave you the dates. I said, uh, August 9th, they'll do Nikki Ash versus Rhea. August 16th, they'll do the contract signing between the three. So we got halfway there. And if they announce the contract signing, I'm sending out that message again. Charlotte interferes in the match. Nikki almost Thanks, How else do you promote a triple threat? <laughs> I, I, oh boy, that's dumb. It's so dumb. It's and, and they keep putting awful. Nikki on late. The, the, the children's so superhero. Late. Hour it's three, on. I think it was. Like, it's very strange. And I saw some people talking about putting, putting her on SmackDown where more kids might be watching because it's network TV. It's on a Friday evening, 8 to 10 p.m. It's more kid friendly potentially. Yeah, you could do that. Honestly, I would just rather put her on at eight o'clock. Yeah, in the first hour. Fine, just like uh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Her character's it was... fine. It's doing its job. They're go- it looks like they're going through with this triple threat. It will be a serviceable match, and then we'll move on to who the hell knows what. Exactly. Speaking of moving on, Mansoor versus Mace will, be- will probably be the match next week because we did Ali and T Bar this week. Yeah, and then it'll be uh, it'll be match. Ali versus Mace. No, wait. has it been Ali versus Mace yet? No. They got to get that in there, too. Maybe they'll do That's two for true. one on one show, and then they'll do the tag match again. And then the tag match will be a number one contendership match. Holy hell. For, for Randy and uh, and Riddle, who are literally doing the exact same storyline as Ali yeah. and Mansoor. Like, yeah, with the coat and the, the hugging, and it's just like, yeah, a reluctant partner. Yeah, got it. Good Again, good match. Like, T-Bar versus uh, Ali was great. Really, really good, but... The story, the everything around it just sucks. All of their characters are boring. That there's no real plot. Like, uh, just putting something on TV. You forgot about something though. Lily can wink now. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want the doll. <laughs> Let's not. Uh, Miss can walk. That's cool. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's funny. It's good stuff. I think that I think it's pretty pretty neat that Ms. Ms. is actually okay again. That I mean that sucks because it means that we're gonna have to sit through Damian Priest and Ricochet versus Ms. and Morrison matches. Yep. Which uh, again, all very talented wrestlers, all doing very cool stuff. Uh Morrison loses again. And I'm telling you, the only reason they keep doing this is because his sell of 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 Damien's Damian Priest's finisher is so good. Like that's they, they just want to see that every single week. It makes zero sense. And I They're doing just, it to build Damian Priest and they make him look strong by having someone who can actually sell because half of WWE can't. <laughs> there's a billion wrestlers in the back. You've got the entire 24-7 dorkery. I know. I know. I, I, I don't get it. Like, it, so much talent being recited. Like, they couldn't even get Damian Priest away from Miz and Morrison. Like they, they just had to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And like I felt so bad for Damian Priest because he grabbed the drip sticks and he, he was trying to hype up the crowd, but the crowd was not that into it because who the hell cares? It's just water. The worst part about all this, Damian Priest is gonna win the US title, which we like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. 
Jackson Riker is probably never going to win another match in his life. I don't know if he'll get released, I think. I think that Vince saw the writing on the the wall with that. I think he's on his... I ain't going to speculate on people losing their jobs. That's not my gimmick, but I hear what you're saying. No, no. Over time, like, he, I don't know. Like, if, his, his immediate disappearance is is noteworthy. Priest wins the U.S. title. The problem is, Miz, Morrison, and Ricochet, and Sheamus are all going to go after that U.S. title. And it's going to be the same thing all over again, but now we just have Damien Priest holding that damn yep. title. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's... it's... Yeah, at WrestleMania, it was Miz and Morrison versus Priest and Bad Bunny. Yeah, it's, it, that's it's what I mean. The they just shit. they they, they took that. They saw that victory, right? They did a great job with that. But now they don't know what to do, and they don't want to let go of it because they're they're just stalling for time. So, uh, Drew and Corbin. So the Corbin gimmick. Uh, a lot of conversation going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've I've been feeling this way about it kind of the whole time. <laughs> so give me give me your thoughts on on Baron Corbin's gimmick and how it's been going. Give me your thoughts. I want to hear this. So I'll pull I this also in. It. I'm going to pull this also in with Nikki Nikki Cross's character and it's like it's telling this narrative that is really irritating to me because it's this Nikki Cross is this bootstrap fetish like bullshit. Like she is believe and and work hard and you can do whatever you want. Horseshit. Not true. Not a not not real not reality. Um, and the foil to that is Baron Corbin, who is a disgraced person of wealth, right? Like he had money, but the, the, the digs here are really at poverty. And like, I, I find that annoying. I find it really irritating, um, because this is watched over by a really, like a billionaire, right? And if if it was just the writing staff putting something together, I think it'd be a little bit different and a little more tasteful. Um, I think the Corbin gimmick itself is good. Like, I, I think that it's a good idea. And him, like the fact that he asked for $100,000, good, funny. Like, that it's, it's him being so used to wealth that he can't handle being poor. But there's still stuff in there that's grating to me. Because, again, I know that this is being signed off on by a billionaire. And part of it is like, haha, look at this poor asshole. I agree. I hear like, you. and and like weekly, they're making faces get the audience to rally behind them beating up a poor person for being poor, more or less. And it's just like, should I help him? Like, it was the same thing with John Cena. Like, do you want to help this person? And they're going, no! Like, wow, okay, that's gross. That's really gross. Like, you're getting the audience to rally behind not helping someone in distress, which is weird to me. Uh, even if it is like an asshole, like see the way we thought this was going was KO taking him under his wing and maybe yeah. helping him see the error of his ways. Instead, we've doubled down on the fact that he is not, you know, making money and that he he's still very greedy because every time it's I need a hundred thousand dollars, and you're like, buddy, I'd love a hundred thousand dollars. That doesn't make that's. That's going to do a lot more than just make me less poor and destitute. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. There's like a whole handout thing underneath that that I don't, I don't like because it's looked over by a billionaire. Yeah. It's, it's a very strange view. Um, as, and again, like Corbin makes it entertaining. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, doing, he's doing the best. Because again, because again, Corbin is very good. <laughs> he always has yes. been. He has been given the worst goddamn gimmicks, but has done the best that he could with them consistently. And his in-ring is good. You're all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no one no one talks shit about it. No, Either yeah, way, people people seem more behind Corbin now. I just got used to people really hating him for a long time. Oh, people are people are people. Uh, and then, of course, Drew has a sword, but he can't use it, so that's yeah. par for the course. He takes it now. He, he pulls it out of the out of the brick now, though. <laughs> so he'll, only because he'll, he's going to threaten people it down, to use exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, it's very it's, strange. Um, yeah, it, it's it is what it is. Let's talk about Randy and AJ. Randy opens up the show. Randy Orton's back. Huge yeah, pop. Big Love pop. That. Huge, massive. Yeah. Glad to see Randy back. People were, were wondering where he's been for weeks. We thought he'd be back. <laughs> Didn't get last an answer. Week. Didn't get an answer at all, but he's you're back. Gonna, it's Randy. You're never going to get an answer. Yeah. Uh, so he comes out, and then, and of course, uh, what's his face? Riddle comes out, and Riddle's like, Randy, my dad left me. And I'm like, you guys are like six years apart. We can't be doing this gimmick. We can't. <laughs> like, it, is, it is weird. It's very strange. <laughs> He went out for cigarettes and he never came back, Daddy. I mean, Randy. So they do that thing and Randy's like, don't bother me. We're not a team. I hate you. And AJ and Omos come out. Omos, by the way, who was on the bump today and sat there looking so bored and tired. I felt bad for him. Uh, so he's, he's so big. I just I picture so him like big. a great Dane of a man, you know, that it takes so much energy just to- just to move that frame around that like anything extra is just a lot and like the bump is a lot to begin with so poor guy it is a lot next week uh goldberg's on the bump along with the aforementioned ivan dragon and Valter. so i'm looking forward to that (laughs) awesome (laughs) the nxt uk champion and the presumably former nxt uk champion (laughs) anyway so randy and aj have a match and of course, throughout the night, this is what I liked on Raw, is that they did have a through threat. Yeah. They, doing that is good for storytelling. It helps. So the whole night, Randy and Riddle, Randy's like, hey, stay out of my match. Go away. Don't be here. Little kid brother stuff, which I appreciate. I get it. And then, of course, Riddle still gets involved in the match and AJ eats another pin, but AJ is Teflon, so it works. Yeah. Uh, and then Randy and Riddle are celebrating. What does Randy do? Bam, RKO. People are like, it's a heel turn. It's not a heel turn, friends. The commentators were saying, like, oh, I think I think they're still back together, though. <laughs> like, they are. He tussled so, his hair. Like, yes. he was doing this the entire time they were together. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. People were just like, he turned on him. He didn't. He because didn't. now That's next week it's all. going to be, the, next week it's going to be the two of them, or someone's going to attack. Like, AJ and Omos are going to attack Riddle or Randy. Randy or Riddle are going to save the other, and then they're going to make the tag match for SummerSlam, yeah. Yeah, in yeah. which Omos either eats his first pin, or AJ gets pinned and they lose the Raw tag titles, and Randy and Riddle are the I, tag I think so, tag yeah, teams. yeah. And, like, that yeah, sounds like a great match. I'm looking forward to that. It's been built well, honestly. Even with Randy's absence, it's been built well. Yeah, and it's going to be fine. And, again, like, that, that made Raw, the end made it Good. I like that ending. I like the through thread. Same. Because a it was something interesting to end the show for once. And I'm a little curious what's going to happen next week with Randy and Riddle. Where And so, that's the thing. Every show should end that way. <laughs> like, <laughs> when, when they had Nikki Cross, you know, win, I wasn't excited for what was going to happen. Because I knew what was going to happen. And it happened. <laughs> like, let's, uh, let's do Dynamite Talk. Yes. You want to talk Dynamite? Dynamite. Labors of Jericho number four. Wardlow with MJF at ringside. At ringside. <laughs> now, 
first of all, Wardlow's been doing the media circuits. He oh. AEW was like, it's his first interview. And they, they made a big deal of that, which Cute. is cool. Yeah. Um, you think Wardlow wins at home? He might actually. They might. I, I feel like that's a good way to subvert expectations and just have Jericho lose this and never get to MJF, like, or drag it out longer, you know? Yes. Uh, we're, and like, we're weeks out from all out. Yeah. There's so much story to tell. I think the that part of the play is going to be Jericho getting MJF to agree by making it more interesting and putting his career on the line. Yeah, yeah. Or, or you know, doing something crazy. Like, they have the budget. To, I think we talked about this on Sunday. Like, just do something, backstage segment, blow up a car or something. You know, <laughs> hold MJF hostage. Like we said, burn down the Burberry scarf factory. <laughs> yes, he's going to go to the Burberry scarf factory. He's going to he's going to hold one hostage that he's going to put all of his little spikes through and he's going to wear it to the ring. But the rest of the factory up in smoke, up in flames while yeah. MJF has to. He has his tape tape over his eyes wide open and he's being forced to watch as yeah. the Burberry factory that he loves so much is burned to the ground. Exactly. Something like that, you know, which I think is good. I think that'd be cool. And AEW, as we saw with Hangman's loss, is not afraid to do things that are, are kind of shocking and, and might shift, like might make people concerned. Yeah, exactly. So with that in mind, Kenny and the Young Bucks take on, for some reason, Dante Martin and the Seidel brothers, Matt and Mike. They're still together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, when I saw this match, I was like, I get why we're doing this. I don't get why we've chosen to do this. Dante Martin and the Seidel brothers will look good. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks will look good. It's a fresh match. I appreciate that. Yep, I always love do. it. I assume it's going to get us closer to Kenny and Christian at Rampage at the end of the week, because or at least at the, the first dance. I think that's what will close Rampage. What will open Rampage is the guy from Chicago making his debut, kind of Saturday night's main event style. Either way, uh, the Bucks need an opponent for All Out. So who the hell are going to face the Bucks at All Out? I don't know. I guess we'd have to look at the rankings now, wouldn't we? I don't want to look at the rankings. I'm not going to either. So someone else can tell us. <laughs> Is it gonna it's going to be. It's going to be. It's gonna it can't be, be anyone in the dark order. Yeah, it's, it's going to be FDR. <laughs> uh, anyway, Christian's got a talking segment announced for tonight as well. So there you go. That'll be, I'm, I'm assuming he's going to call out Kenny Omega. 100%. Like that's all that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, I'm, is. I'm the number one contender. You give me give me a wrestle. For the first time ever on Dynamite, the Impact tag titles are on the line as the Good Brothers take on Dark Order's Uno, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. Now, yeah, first of all. Impact getting the NWA treatment. <laughs> Tim, let's not forget. Good Brothers are Impact talent. Yep. Sure are. I, I certainly don't remember this week to week. Yeah, I feel like they're on Dynamite more often than they are on Impact, but eh, maybe. Maybe the same. I think they're on I every talk, week. I, I didn't watch it. Impact. Of, <laughs> of, of all the things, I didn't either. Of all the um, of, of all the, the forbidden door talk, the Good Brothers are the forbidden door. They really are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're the ones they're who get the everywhere. most out of all of this. They, they, have, they have appeared everywhere consistently. <laughs> They're the guys. So uh, I assume the Good Brothers hey. retain the titles. Crash override. Thanks for subscribing. Oh, I don't get the thing, but thank you. Yeah, you don't uh, get the thing. I get the thing. It's all it's, for me. It's, it's another beat in the hangman story. I like yeah. it. Did you see the BTE this week? No, I haven't. I, I saw that it was up. <laughs> Watch the last, I guess, five minutes. Okay. 
they do they do another another beat in that hangman and dark order story and it's just tear jerking it's really good yes they 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 invoke the brody story they do a really good job with it. I think it's worth watching. If you haven't watched BTE or if you don't watch BTE, go back, watch it, even for that last five minutes. Really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's go Let's go move along. First of all, apparently on um, Busted Open today, TK said that uh, not only is the, the expectations are high for Rampage, that's expected, but Red Velvet and Britt Baker are going to be on Dynamite tonight. We'll hear from them and... That's about it. We got Nyla Rose and Chris Statlander in the women's match at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, I assume. Mm-hmm. They're doing it again for Nyla Rose, David and Goliath story. Because Statlander's undefeated. In yeah, she's going to win. She'll win this match. She'll be That's probably Britt's next competitor. So I have to assume it's going to be Statlander and Britt at, at All Out. It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think so. The problem with that is we're in we're in her hometown we're in Britt baker's hometown you can't bring her out during the statlander like and she's with you can't do it you can't put the two together because Britt will get cheered it makes no sense to me yeah yeah, yeah. so wow well. i guess we'll find out but uh now rose chris Statlander, that's tonight and then uh both Britt and red velvet will be on the program as well talking doing the talk and talk uh in another six man this is a six man centric show uh wheeler utah and orange cassidy chuck taylor taking on matt hardy and private party by the way congratulations rebby hardy announced today last night they're expecting their fifth kid okay congrats to them at least it's not christian and jurassic express in this match taking on hardy party okay <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. a little That's bit of I a shift uh, i want to see wheeler utah get a big win on dynamite that would be nice yep but it also might be time to rebuild hardy family as winners what do you think? I don't know. They're kind of just flailing like all of the Hardy family office. Nothing's happening with them. I think it's, I don't know, whatever. It's a weird gang. <laughs> just just put together and butcher and blade on butchers out. But I'm, I'm yeah. waiting for something out of this Matt Hardy story. Yeah, actually, I'm trying to think of like an angle other than a breakup. Because like, you know, everyone's got to have their gang. But like I... I I don't know. I don't know what's next for Matt Hardy. What's next for you is leaving a thumbs up on this video and maybe subscribing to the channel if you're new here. Welcome. We do this twice a week. Sundays, Wednesdays, noon Eastern. Join us. If you haven't yet, you're missing out. Uh, Hey, audio subscribers, five-star reviews. Bring us a long way. If you can do that, amazing. Let's move along. Darby Allen, Daniel Garcia. I'm so excited for this match on so many levels. It's a follow-up match from last week from the six-man tag. Garcia called out Allen. They made the match. They made they they did something. They had it. Eh, there's there's some synergy, some connection. I like it. And Daniel yeah. Garcia won a match on Dark. Yeah, and Daniel Garcia good. was promoting this as as you know he's done the math. He's that's his character. I guess he's going to be a very calculated wrestler. He's going to pick him apart, pick apart Darby Allen. Uh, Darby wins probably, but this is going to be a, a a good match that I I don't I don't think a lot of people are going to expect if they don't know Daniel Garcia. I think they they will be pleasantly surprised. This is going this is going to slap. Shout out to Daniel Garcia who also went sixty minutes this past Sunday against the aforementioned Wheeler Yuta for uh-huh. the IWDP title. That was a ridiculous match. Go out of your way to watch it. Really good. Um, Darby Allen continues to be that draw for AEW fans. So very you popular. Can't knock. You can't knock it. That's going to be a really good match. This could be the main event. 
this really could be the main event on Dynamite this week. It's uh, it, it's different enough. Yeah, I think you might be right. Like, and because it's going match, it might be Wardlow versus MJF or uh, Wardlow versus Jericho. But they could. Yeah, I mean, they opened last week with the labors. So I don't know. I really don't know. It's it's very interesting uh, to see where they place things on the card. And then finally, this is my most interesting piece: the return of American Top Teams, Dan Lambert. This is crazy. The AEW is doing so much cool shit. I can't like this. Oh, oh, this is what it should be. This is. Oh, look at this. Look at Raw. If you're standing Raw, I don't want to talk to you ever again. <laughs> now I, I I know people have their hopes up. Because Dan Lambert's not coming back alone. Yeah. TK TK said he's coming back with two former UFC fighters. He said that former. on Busted Open. I have a feeling it could be it could be filthy Tom Lawler from, from yep. MLW. Yeah. It could be King Mo from MLW as well. And also they've they both worked with Lambert before. Or it could easily just be the two people. That he had last time, Masvidal and uh, what's her name? I forget. But Masvidal is not a former UFC fighter. He's still under contract. Is he think, still? So I, let me check. Okay. Uh, oh, he doesn't say former. You're right. He he just says two big UFC talents are coming with him. Oh, okay. Because yeah, yes. that's the thing is if he doesn't say former, then I think Jorge Masvidal would be so good in pro wrestling. Like, and who is Tank maybe, Abbott? Maybe it's Cain <laughs> Velasquez. <laughs> <laughs> Good shout. Apparently, okay, so hold on. Dan Lambert and his backup apparently will be part of next week's Dynamite in Houston. What? So I thought it was this week. week. Oh, I was told this week. Disappoint. Well, All right. Fine. All right, everyone, keep your keep your expectations down. Keeps you watching now, though. Yeah. That's true. Oh, by the way, apparently, so the, the four-man booth for, for Rampage, that's not an ongoing thing, which we know. But TK did compare Mark Henry's new role to Mean Gene Okerlund. So for those of you, especially JJ in her chat, who continues to talk about AEW Nitro, so bang on. And it just continues. I love it. <laughs> Could you right. imagine Mark Henry going up to talent who are like substantially smaller than him and just being like, what do you think of that match? Was it any good? <laughs> that match was shit. What do you think? And like, like Wheeler Yuta just being like, what? What are you doing here? What do you think? Whatever you think, I'll agree with. <laughs> yeah, 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 Mark. Yeah, you're right, Mark. <laughs> Couldn't say anything. Couldn't say anything else, Mark. Thank you for your time, Mark. Oh, my no, God. Thank you for your time. No, no. <laughs> Mr. Henry, you. sir. It's just an hour of people thanking Mark Henry for his yeah. time. <laughs> Uh, we thank you for your time my friends this was a good time this was our first noon show on a weekday and it's going to continue this way toss a like on the video again maybe share the link around too on your socials we appreciate it gets more people joining us especially live in the meantime tim where can the people find you on the internet oh you know they can find me at tim stone p t-i-m-b-s-t-o-n-e-p on twit or the show is at Tim and Joel Pod on all forms of social media. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Uh, very excited. I'm going to be in Vegas in a couple of weeks for SummerSlam weekend. I will have a microphone. I will have a cable. I will be able to podcast. So we'll see if we do anything live. Either way, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we appreciate you. And we'll see you on Sunday for Tim and Joel Part 2.